0: God is speaking to us this morning through our worship, through our Sunday school. Lord, we just thank you. Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, for you constantly loving us, your consistent love, your unconditional love. Father God, how you continue to try to draw us into your bosom. Father God, that we can know you more, that we can understand you better. And that we can take in everything that you've given us so we can pour it on someone else. So, Father God, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. And we just ask you, Lord God, to hide me behind the cross that you alone may be seen. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. How many of us like getting new things? New things, right? Amen. Me too. Me too. I had a great time doing something new, getting, buying something new for someone else. I was excited. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I, was, I might have went a little bit over, but it's okay. I was excited. <laughs> but getting something new is good, but when you plan for that new thing, you know, you save the money for it, that's when it's really good. You don't have to worry about, okay, I spent that money, now I need to put it back. No, you plan for this. You, pan, you plan for it. It's something good, and it's new. And you know what? You didn't get it yet, but I'm planning. I'm putting this money away. We're going to get this. Oh, yeah, it's going to be good when I get it. And it is good and better because you plan for it. So God has a plan for us. So he's, he has told us to move forward, right? To move forward, don't look back. And Pastor's messages got me beat up because he don't introduce the blood. I'm like, you don't play now. You better watch it. Something going, God is doing something. But God wants us to be prepared for the new thing. He told us it's time to move forward, He told us don't look back. Some of us are stuck, and pastor preach about being unstuck. But what are we doing? Are we still in that same place? Because remember, if you are, that's not where God is at. God is over here, not back there. And he wants you to be where he's at. You listen to the songs. He's telling you, look, give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. You don't need to be holding this. And then the other song, every other name fade away. Yeah. Not just kings and kingdoms, but you label your pain depression. God said, mm. every other name got to fade away. You name your sickness, cancer. that has to fade away. In other words, you have to look above that with the power of God that lives within you and see everything must bow to him so every other name whatever you want to call it whatever your situation whatever you're going through it has to bow to him so if you want to do as we talked about in Sunday school a self where's that boy self pity party it has to bow to God that's not of God so every other name has to fade away. So that means we have to do something. We have to do something if those names are being above his name. So he says, I'm going to help you. So in Isaiah 43, 18 to 19 says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now this is like another time, another time that God is delivering the Israelites from something. So they have a point of reference from the, when God delivered them from slavery out of Egypt where he parted the Red Sea. They have a point of reference because God is saying, (laughs) don't stay there. Don't look back into the former things. It's just a point of reference so you can remember what I've done for you. Who I am to you. He fed the manna from heaven and he did a whole bunch of other things. Forget about getting him, get all those plagues he did while still in Egypt. He did a whole lot. So they know who God is. They know what God can do. But this is where we get stuck. But will he do it again? God, I know, I know you did this. I, I know you did that miracle. I know you, did, you got me out of that jam. I know, Lord. But will you do it again? Will you, are you still the same God that delivers, heals, saves are you still that same God? And even, even if you are, will you do it for me? Will you do it for me? So I want to just read this scripture that I just find so fascinating. 2 Kings three seventeen eight through 18. Elijah is speaking, the prophet. <clears throat> for the Lord says, you will not see wind or rain, but the valley will be filled with water. And you will drink, you and your cattle and your animals will drink from it. This is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. So they were coming and getting ready to go into war these, uh, against the Moab, Moabs, Moabites. They were getting ready to go into war, and, and this is in Second Kings. They get getting ready to go into war, and the Lord says, this is a simple matter. What is your situation? This is a simple matter for the Lord. It's a simple matter for the Lord. So we have to do some things to get to the place where we can believe this is a simple matter. No matter what your situation is, it's a simple, come on now, God spoke and it was. So this is a simple matter for the Lord. Lord, but we're in the desert. Where are you going to get the water from? It's a simple matter to the Lord. Not your thinking of where this water is going to come from because we can't figure it out. And we need to try to stop trying to figure it out. Let it go. Let it go. You can't, <laughs> you can't figure it out. It's too much. It's weighing you down. It's putting you, look, you get enough stress, you're going to get sick. So let's consider some of the, our own actions can cause some of the sicknesses we may experience. Amen? Amen. So God says he's doing a new thing. He told us to move forward, but something is wrong. When we go for um, furniture, we need some new furniture. Okay, I need some new furniture. All right, so what are we going to do? There has to come to a place where you have a plan to where you can get this new furniture. So in that, you are preparing. So the first thing we have to do is prepare for the new thing. Prepare ourselves, our hearts for the new thing. Now, the only way we're going to prepare for the new thing, the old thing got to go. The old thing has to go. Our old way of thinking, our old attitude, our old hurts, our childhood traumas, they have to go. Not that they're not real, not that I'm making, uh, minimizing them, but it cannot stay this way because God says move. Now, so it can't stay this way. So that means that you have to do something to get rid of this. So if you was removing a refrigerator, I'm just picking on one piece of furniture or item. If you have to remove a refrigerator, there's some muscle that goes into removing a refrigerator. I know y'all say we're just going to wait for the guys, when they come, they're going to just move it. Well, you know, I like to do some cleaning up before that so it got to get moved. <laughs> so, so, so I don't want to have to clean when a new thing comes. I want it to go right where it belongs. So... Speaking of that, we have to prepare for it. We have to prepare our hearts. We have to start looking at, how am I looking at this? And you know how you keep doing the same thing over and over again, trying to figure out how to fix it. Okay, I'll do this. This worked last time. Let me try it again. And it's not working. And it's not working. And it's not working. And they keep saying that's insanity when you keep repeating that and trying to fix something the same way. It's not working. We got to do something different. And the different thing is I Pastors Brown Bragg needs to stay there. Cash your kids there. Cash your kids in the bag. Don't hold on to it. So we have to get rid of it. And after you get rid of it, it has to be cleaned. The spot that was left, there may be some residue, some sticky stuff that remains after you've gotten rid of it. You threw it out, but the residue remains it's a remainder of what used to be. There used to be a refrigerator here. So you see this little square mark on the floor. Well, do you want your new refrigerator to go on top of that sticky stuff? I know I don't, I'm I'm definitely big on that. I definitely do not. So I will clean it, I will ask Pastor to move it beforehand so I can clean, get in, and this is not just clean, this is sticky stuff. And it's been there for however long you've had your refrigerator, your old refrigerator. So that means there's some scrubbing. The right solutions must be there to get this off. So now you're talking about, God, I need you again. I need you to get rid, help me, help me to get rid of this residue. Now, the residue can be from anything single situation you have gone through you thought you got over it so the big part is like you know the doctors they go to do surgery on you and they cut out the thing that they they say this is cancerous they go to cut it out but there's some little residue that's left over and they might have to go in and do surgery it might be lighter it may not be as you know severe as the first surgery But no matter what, it has to go. And the only way these things is going to go out of us is by the cleaning, by the washing of the word, by the word. We got to. I know it seems like every time I get up here, I do. I say Bible study, Sunday school (laughs) and prayer and, you know, go and look back at the messages because that is what works. That's what it takes. If you don't do it, you're going to be stuck. And if you're stuck, you're not moving forward. And if you're not moving forward, you're not where God wants you to be. Okay. So we have to clean up this residue and it's, it can be some emotional stuff, not just, you know, the fact of something was there, but the feeling with the remembering of the feeling that I had surgery. Well, eventually, this, this, this area is going to heal, and you're going to have to let go of the emotional attachment to something happened here. Even if it's a scar left, tell yourself that what used to be, it's healed. I'm not there no more. So you have to speak the word to yourself, for God has healed you. And uh, <clears throat> So 1 Corinthians 6 and 11 says, But ye will wash you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. You have to go back into the Word and use it to help yourself get out of the place that you are stuck in, to clean up the residue of the situation that might have happened or the circumstances or the trauma, whatever it may be. You have to go back into the Word and ask God to help you To do this because it's not easy. It's not easy. But if God has given us his instructions, um, putting the blood on the doorpost was serious. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Like I said, you start talking about the blood of Jesus. I, I got to pay close attention. But your attitudes, put the blood on it. Put the blood on it. I told you, go back and listen to the message, you know, because it's, it's, I take notes. So I have to, Pastor can go too fast sometimes, and I can't keep up. So I have to go back and listen to it again. So I can, I can take my, I need it in me. I need it in me because if God is speaking, I want to hear. I want to hear what he's saying, and I don't want to miss it because I don't want to be stuck. I'm going to do everything I can to get that residue off that floor. I'm going to do everything I can to get it off. So if I have to ask for help, yo, Sister Marie, come help me with clean this floor. You know, it was real sticky. See, I know she'll do it. That's why I can call her. She said, I'll be right there, sis. So we need to ask for help when we need it. You need to ask for Sometimes you need help. You can't get this stuff off. It's just not coming off. Matter of fact, you don't even know the right solution. Sister Marie might have a different, you know, a different solution than what I've been using. I've been, I, I bleach everything, but bleach might not work on that. <laughs> so you need help. Amen. You need help, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Amen. 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 Amen? Titus 3, 5 says, He saved us not because of works done by our righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit says, I am forgiven. I am loved. I am. And you fill that blank with the I am that you have been freed from. God has cleansed you. He has washed you. He doesn't want you to stay in this place. He wants you to move forward. And I'm going to be honest, the, the, way, the way I look at it, if I'm not where God is at, then I'm in danger. Right. Yes. I'm not safe. I'm in danger. I'm in danger. And if I'm in danger, that means I'm up for grabs for anything that comes the way to try to do harm to me. Anything. And there's a lot of sick people out there. When you think, you know, I, when I take my children out to play I have to be mindful of where we're playing. So I won't just go anywhere. I'm going to pick a place that I think I can go and let them run free. But at the same time, be safe, be safe. And if I feel like somebody is coming that I don't think they, I got to step in and, and reel them in. Nope, this is your space right here. This is all you got. Cause that's as far as my eyes can go. So and my hands can reach. So you have to desire to be where God is. You have to desire that. If you don't desire that, you're going to not do the work. You're not even going to look at what's happening inside of you. You're not even going to pay attention to when someone tells you, you know what? What you did was wrong. They look at you like, what? Like, you want some of what I just gave out? <laughs> and it's like, okay, go ahead. Keep going. When you're drowning out there, that's because of what your ch- that's your choice. That's because of what you've chosen to do. So, if God says, move forward, and if God says he's doing a new thing, then we have to prepare for it. The old has to go. The old has to go. It can't stay. So, that means there's some work that you have to do. Yes, you have to prepare for that new thing. That new thing's going to be good. That new thing you're planning for, it's going to be nice. It's going to be wonderful. But you ain't going to never get it if you don't do what's necessary for it to come. Amen. Amen. So, now after we get rid of the, the old thing and clean up the residue, we have to make room for it. Yeah. Now, we clean it up, but do we want it to go in that spot? Maybe I changed my mind. I want to go in a different spot. It don't have to go to the same place. It don't have to go into the same spot as it did as the other one was. Let's see. Maybe we can make a whole new renovation of this kitchen. <laughs> you know, change a whole lot around. But... It doesn't have to go in the same spot. That's why it's important to clean that spot because it may not go in there besides the other stuff. Anyway, we have to make room for God. If we are so filled up with everything else, all of our worries, all of our concerns, all the things that God is telling us, it belongs to me. It all belongs to me. He's saying it all belongs to me, but you filling it up because he's the one that buried it on the cross. He's the one that already suffered for it. He's the one that paid the price for your life, for my life. So he's saying, give it to me because what you need, what you need, I can't give you until you give it to me. I can't give you what I'm trying. What's going to help you. What's going to help you to walk this life, to live this life free. And free may not always look like what we think it does, but it's liberty. My kids love the fact that they can rip and run. Yeah. Oh, Auntie D, cool. (laughs) So I say, come here. Because you want to make sure they're safe. You want to make sure they're safe. And God is looking out for us the same way. He wants us to run free. He wants us to have liberty. He wants us to be able to do things, but It has to be within the framework that he built us for, the framework that he built us for, not what we want to do. So we have to make room for God, make room for the new thing, set a space to meet with God, set a time to meet with God, because you're working on stuff. So that means you you need some prayer. So that means you need some time to spend with him just to, Lord, this is your time. I don't care if it's 10, 5 minutes, but this is your time. This is the place. Ain't nobody going to bother me. Let me do it, you know, whatever time that nobody, you're not going to be interrupted. Make that 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is, worth it. Make it worth it. So if you have to make rooms, okay, I'm going to take, what time everybody get up? Okay, everybody get up that time? I got to get up a little bit earlier because... I would be interrupted by all the noise going back and forth. You know, the movement. Because everybody got to go to work. Thank God. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that means that we have to make a sacrifice. And you know what? So what? You have to make a sacrifice. When you look at your Savior on the cross and all that he went through, the sacrifice that he did, this is just a little thing that he's asking of us. some time, 10 minutes to spend with God in prayer without interruptions so that you could be healed, so that you could be free, so that you could be delivered. See, we want God just to say, be healed, be gone, and that's it. We don't want to be introduced to the person, the healer, the giver, the life giver. We need to spend time with him to get to know him. So, take some time. Set some space. Set a time. Be purposeful. Don't just say, oh, I gotta pray about this shopping list. What, what, what? Your mind just... No, reel your mind in to focus on a particular thing that you actually need help with. I need help with lying. And I... I need help with it because when I open my mouth, the lie just comes out. I'm like, that don't even make sense. Why you lie about that? There's nothing to lie about. Yeah. In my mind, there's nothing to lie about. But if you told the lie, there must be some reason why you're lying. I don't know. That don't make sense to me. But if you need help with lying, then you need to spend time with God and ask him to help you with lying lying. I don't want to keep lying. I don't want to keep telling this untruth (laughs) when you're supposed to reside in me and you are truth. So why is this coming out of me? So if this is coming out of me and you live in me something is not adding up. There's something wrong and Lord I need you because I don't know. I just open my mouth and the lie come out. So it goes, anyway, whatever the issue, God will reveal it. If you're seeking him, not saying, I'm tired of people telling me I'm lying. Well, you must be lying a whole lot of people, not just a person. You got people telling you lie. Well, then you need to look at that if you're a child of God. You don't have to look at it if if you and, and I'm serious if you are a child of God you need to look at everything that God says we should not be. So if someone's saying I am, I need to take a moment and look at it to see the truth of the matter. And if whatever the truth is and I see that I am, I don't like looking at myself. This hard stuff about me that came about because of your child my childhood because of my own personality and think way of thinking. But I'm saying if I want to be who God wants me to be, I got to look at it. Right. There's no choice for me. There's no choice. I have to look at it because I am not being left behind. I'm not um, not going to ever be in a place where God is not. I, I work hard at it. That's right. I worked That's right. hard at it. Right. So <clears throat> we have to make room for God. So we know we have to set... Set the um, the place, set the time, set the atmosphere. If you know it smells over there, don't, you know, clean it up beforehand, whatever. Don't pick a spot, no, because you didn't take out the garbage the night before. You're going to wake up. You're going to pray somewhere and close to the proximity of the garbage can. You need to take out the garbage the night before because you know this is the place that you picked. You chose the place. So, you know, make sure that it's a place And that the atmosphere is right. Turn on some music, not too loud, you know. I use headsets, earbuds. That could cause a problem, another problem. But I, I, because I use earbuds, so I might not hear how loud I sound when I'm praying. So that means I didn't go far away enough or. Take the earbuds out so I can hear me. But you have got to do some work if you want more of God and less of you. If you want to be where God is telling us to go, you have to do the work. Because God has has already moved. And now he's saying, I don't want y'all to be behind, so let me help you. So every time you hear a message, God is helping you. God has helped you. Now, whether you grab hold of that message or not, that is your choice. But don't look back and say, God left me. <laughs> that reminded me of one of my kids. I said, no, I told you come, right? When I say come, come, let's go. So you have to move when God is moving. You can choose not to. But just a reminder, you can choose what you do. You don't get to choose the consequences of what happens afterwards. You do not. You do not get to choose that. So you got your your meeting place that you're going to have with God. You're setting the atmosphere. You know the right music. And I even set the atmosphere for the kids. When they're coming in, in, I better have something playing so they know it's downtime. Don't be jumping too much. So we're going to get there. But right now, just come in like that. So you have to set the tone, you set the atmosphere, and be prepared for whatever God has to say. Whatever he has to say. So first we prepared, we cleaned up, and now all the residue is gone. Now we made space, now we get to the part do you perceive the new thing God is going doing? And that's what I say, the new thing, the hard times we have about not seeing the new thing, it's unfamiliar, it's new. I don't know where you're taking me, God. So that speaks to whether or not you trust him enough to lead you wherever he's leading you without you knowing the place he's leading you to. So perceive the new thing as good, no matter if you don't know it, no matter if it's unfamiliar, No, the fact that it's out of your control doesn't even make a difference because he's the God that controls everything. So even if it's out of my control, it's okay because actually my hand is in his hand. So if I'm that close to him, I don't have to worry about where he's going because he's all-powerful. He's all-powerful. He's all-powerful. There's nothing that happens that he doesn't know. So if it's coming our way, either he'll warn us, either he'll move it out of the way, or he say, "This is, baby, this is just something you got to go through, because I'm doing something in you. I need you to be stronger. I need you to be stronger for what's coming next." So whichever way, he or he's still right beside you. He's still with you. So perceiving that new thing and accepting it, you have to trust God. It is, trust is a requirement in order to perceive the new thing. It's a requirement in order to perceive the new thing. His word is trustworthy. He's proven himself. How many more times do we have to do that? How many more times I can show you that I can make rivers in the wilderness? How many more times do I have to split the Red Sea? See, that's why he said, forget that. I'm doing something else. So if you keep holding on to that, you're, gonna, you're really going to be left behind because I'm not doing that no more. I moved from that point. I, I can supersede myself. So don't hold on to it. It's different. It's unfamiliar. And it's, it's like me. I have a little problem moving from one neighborhood to the next. Or I used to have a big problem just going out of the state. It was just had some issues that I had to deal with that I didn't realize, but you know, pastor, so, and I live with him, so I'm gonna find out. Amen. He said, D, we going on vacation, what's what's all this anxiety about? I said, I'm leaving home. That's my safe place. I know there's good, see how stupid that is. I know where we going is good, we're gonna have fun. We did it before. You know, I love Cancun, but I still gotta leave home. I love Cancun. I still have to leave home. That requires stop, pause, and look at what is going on inside of you. Close to stop, look, and listen. Yes. Yes, yes. Stop, look, and listen. So are you going to do that? Or are you going to just be all anxious, messing up everybody's day? Because, you know, pastor's like, you, you got to bring it down. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm trying to enjoy my vacation. We didn't even get on the plane yet, (laughs) you all. But no, it was serious. And I did do the work because I love him. I don't want him to be upset. But I didn't want to look at myself, Lord, what is this? I I don't know. I just respond to what I'm feeling. I don't know why the feeling even exists. So I have to figure it out. What do I have to do? Go to that space that you made? God, help me, Jesus. I don't want to upset my husband no more, Lord God. I want him to. <laughs> Lord, I love him. I love him. I love him, Lord. Help me to make his life easier. Help me to be a better person. So show me. Because if I'm if it's upsetting him, nine times out of ten, it's upsetting God. Because I'm holding on to something that God doesn't want there. So I needed to take some time, spend with God. And allow him to show it to me. That's just the first step. Then you got to do the work of letting it go. So, trust. 5, verse 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will, not maybe, not hopefully, he will direct your path. He will. So we move on to the fact of faith, because it's a good thing. Now, you're not going to look at it as a good thing. But when you have faith, you can see it as something going to be good. The faith is the evidence of things not seen. It is good because God is doing it, period. God is doing it, it's good. Because every good and perfect gift comes from God. It comes from God. So if he's doing something, it's good. So then we have to believe it's going to be better than good. It's better than good. But we have to believe that it is. Believing is faith in action. Believing is faith in action. It is the fruit of faith. Verse 19 of Isaiah 43 says Now it springs forth. Something was planted. The messages that are preached are seeds planted. Where they fall is where you allow them to fall, where you allow them to fall. Where are they falling out? Where are they falling out on you? Are they being planted or are they being choked up by your worries? Where are they falling? But every message is a seed being planted, and now it's sprouting and you can see the evidence of it. You know how you see a little bit? Just a little leaf coming up from the ground. It's like, okay, I planted it, but I'm not sure what it's going to be. I, I hope it's going to be, you know, a tomato. I hope it's going to be what I, I planted to be. But because God planted it, you're not sure what it's going to be. But God did the planting, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You may not know exactly what it looked like, But you have to believe and trust God. God has said it's something new, something he desired for us to possess, something he desired for us to have. Which brings me to my third point possess it, possess it, receive it, believe it, accept it. I don't know how, but I believe. Once you believe it, you can receive it by allowing it to take root in your spirit and holding on to it. So once you have believed it, you can take it in. So I can ask Pastor to... Um, Like, Pastor, please give me your your tablet. I want to hold on to it for a while. Now, he can give it to me, and he can even say you can have it. But if he he has something for me and I don't open my hand to receive it, I can't take it. I can't take it. For whatever reason that I have in my head, I'm not opening my hand to receive it. Well, then I can't take it. God is not going to wrestle with you on the floor, begging you to open your hand. This is the purpose of the word is to get you to believe who he is. You already had enough faith to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart to confess him. So you already had enough faith to do that. Why not trust him the rest of the journey, the rest of the journey? And for faith Christian assembly in particular, he's saying that we can't say, look, I, I believe the new building. But now whether or not that will, new building is going to be here or in Delaware, I don't know. <laughs> you woke up. <laughs> Look, I'm going be, to be quite honest with you. Pastor has been given word after word after word, message after message. Our, uh, Minister Kessia said, come on, y'all. I'm tired of hearing the same message. She actually said that. If y'all go back and listen, that's what she said. You gotta, you gotta hear what she, when, when people talking. But, she, she, I'm tired of hearing the move on. Would y'all move forward? She actually said that to us. Will y'all move forward? Because if this woman get up here one more time and talk about move forward, I'm gonna have, have a talk with her and then the rest of you. But, did you commit to the commitment that you committed? That's right. That's right. That's right. Did you did you do what is being preached? Did you put the blood on the doorframe, mm. or are you still holding on to your attitude? I don't want to say lying again because we talked about it enough. <laughs> but are you holding on to your bad behavior? What I'm telling you is God is saying not just move because he's telling you if there's a woe, if you don't. Now, in and, and Bible study, we, doing, we did the woes, and I was like, whoa, the blood, woes. Okay, Lord, I'm moving. I mean, I was moving, but I'm going to set more pep <laughs> to my step. Come on. God is asking you to get on board with what he's doing. And I said, I mentioned Delaware because you know what? I believe God is the God that says, okay, I release you. The people don't want to listen. The people won't want to do. They want to say everything is your fault. They want to talk about you. Okay. They did that to me, so I, I, I understand. They did that to my son. I understand. He went through it. And you're willing to suffer as long as he, God say so. You're willing to stay. But there comes a time that God says, I release you from a thing. And when he says, I release you, sis D ain't holding, we, we bags are packed. Don't tell me release. I'll ba- be packing. You tell me we going on vacation, my bags are, pump, uh, are packed at least three weeks ahead of time. Wow. Because I'm ready. I need it. <laughs> I need it. Trust me. God loves this man. This was not part of my message. It's not in my notes. God loves this man as much as he loves you. But don't think God's going to let you make this man a doormat. He ain't going to let you. I ain't going to let you. Elder Devon is not going to let you. She sounds sweet, don't she? Mess with her daddy. I'm just saying, God, there's a time that God lifts his hand off and moves forward. He moves forward. And I keep hearing more people, I was getting my hair done, and she was telling me her mother moved to Delaware. I was like, Delaware, I'm not dumb, Lord, I'm hearing you. You gotta listen, you, you wanna hear God? He speaks to anybody. He'll use, he'll use the donkey. But getting back to my message about being prepared That was just a little sidebar because God is moving and he's telling you, you got to prepare to move with me because if not, you're going to be left behind. I'm not going to be there. You're not going to be protected. I can't do this when I'm telling you what to do is to move forward. So the new thing, we have to receive it. And not just receive it, but embrace it. Embrace it. You know, you'll hold on to something like, oh, like this is so good. This, I embrace this. I embrace me losing hair. You know, my, my hair is standing out. And I say, you know what? I embrace it. It's okay. Just cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. Embrace what God is doing. Receive it and then embrace it and then treasure it. Treasure what God is doing begin to nurture it, begin to feed into it so that you can become stronger and more excited about the new thing that God is doing. So God is doing a new thing. He's doing it in us. He's doing it for us, and he wants to do it through us so we can touch the world. There's a community, and I, I, Minister Kessia did a, a vision board for Pastor one year with the youth, with all the things of his vision, what he wanted. And reaching this community is one of the biggest things. Reaching the community is one of the biggest things. The other, One of the other things is that he wants to see all of your grow. But you know, that's That's his desire. That's a want. That's what he sees. That's what he he would love to see. There is so much that can be done, so much that can be said, and so many open doors for us, but we don't see it because we don't believe it, one, and mostly because we don't want it. I got to go to the gym. I ain't got time to go to no food pantry. Let Patty handle it. I don't have time for God is what you just said. I want to do my thing. God can wait because he understands and he sure do. So it's time to embrace it and treasure it. It's time to move into the new thing. It's time to move forward. God has set everything in motion. Now it's time for us to stop rejecting God. Because every time you don't do, every time a message is spoke and you don't hear it and take, it doesn't take root in you, you have rejected it. You rejected the word of God. You reject, Minister Candice, thank you, the new songs. That's my thing, but new songs. Those are wonderful. Don't reject what God is doing by staying stuck and holding on to the past or looking back. So I am conclusion. I beseech you, my brethren, obey him, trust him, move forward, and prepare yourselves for the new thing. The new thing is individually and corporately. God has been speaking, as I said. Do it with all of your might. Minister Kessia spoke on that. Do it with all of your might. Pastor talked about casting your cares. The blood of Jesus, cover your frame from the inside out. Don't try to clean the outside. Clean the inside first. And then he left us with think on these things. Think on these things. Ponder on them. Not just, you know, read it, I heard it, and let it go. No, ponder on it. Embrace it. Receive it. Treasure it. This is what the Lord promised me. He's doing a new thing. God got something different. God, you mean you got something bigger? God, you got something better? God, you got something different. I don't have to eat the same food over and over and over again. Something different. I'm going to see something else about God and what God can do. That's where I want to be. So, family, this is serious. God said what he said. He means what he said. And we get to choose whether we're going to do what he says. But remember, the consequences, you don't get to choose. He that hath an ear, let him hear. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to pray. I want to to pray. I do want to pray because this has been, I've had this message for a while. And I'm glad the Lord did it when he did because the, um, the end of the chapter that I was teaching in, in the battlefield of the mind ended with Isaiah 43. Who knew? But the new thing, we have to do the work. We have to, you, want, you know what I always say? God does all the heavy, heavy lifting. All we have to do is walk in it. God will show you what your pain is, He will heal you of your hurt. He would do it. All you have to do is bring it to him. Which one? The work that he does compared to just bringing it to him is much lighter. Stop fighting with yourself, whether you're inside. Fighting with inside about your emotional feelings of what you don't like, what was done to you, and why it was wrong. God knows. Remember, he knew you before you was formed in your mother's womb. He knew you before the foundations of the world. And you know what? More importantly, he had a plan for you from the very beginning. He had a plan for you. And are you anywhere near walking in the purpose that he has for you? Have you tapped into even one part of it? I know he's revealed some stuff to you. You don't have to be afraid. And when you think about it, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We have choices to make here this morning. And the choice is serious. I want to say it's real serious because we don't know what's coming next as far as if, if we don't answer the call. We don't know is tomorrow going to be the day he released us. We don't know if tomorrow is gonna to be the day that he removes his hand and say, Give them over to that reprobate mind. Let them go. Let them go. We don't know, but we know we can trust God. We know he's faithful. We know that he loves us beyond measure. We know those things. We know that he's a good, good father. We know that. What we choose today, I'm going to ask us to think very carefully. Because we're supposed to be preparing for a new thing. We're supposed to move into the place that God wants us to be. And we have to have faith. We have to trust him. Love him enough to let go of whatever it is. That keeps you stuck. That keeps you stuck. If God comes and c- continues to blow his wind in this place to allow us to feel his presence. But if we come in here one day and we don't feel his presence like he's been pouring out, he's been pouring out, he's been pouring out, he's been pouring out. And if one day he removes his presence, I, I must say, I don't know if I'll be disobedient. I said, but God, I want to be where you are. You told me to move where you're at. So if he's not there, I won't be here. Pastor won't be here. God has a time that he will lift his hand. If you look at the book and see all of what Israel went through, you know there was times he allowed them just to go back into bondage, go back into slavery, let somebody else rule over them. Father God, we just thank you this morning for your word. We thank you for how much you care about us, that you will continue to pour into us. Your word, your word, your word, your love, Lord God, is unmatchless, is unmatchable. We cannot get love. Like you love us from anywhere else, Father God. You love us so much that you gave your Son, and He loved us enough to go through everything He had to to make to be our Redeemer, to make a way for us to be back in right relationship with the Father. And God, you didn't stop there, you sent your Holy Spirit. To stay with with them, teach them, lead them, guide them. Not talking about themselves, but leading us right back to Jesus. Because Jesus is the way. And if you don't release whatever it is, release it. I pray you do. Father God, I just pray that you would just touch every person that's here. No matter how small, Father God, how young, how old, Father God, that you would touch Lord God, that you would breathe that breath of life once again, Lord God. New wind within them, Lord God. New wind. Father God, some of them are just tired. They're just so broken, Lord God. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to get to you. Father God, send, some them, send someone they went. Father God, maybe they can't hear it from the church, Lord God. From here, from the pulpit, Lord God. Maybe they need to hear it somewhere else. But sing the song, God send a song there's messages in your songs father god so father god send something someone let them be without any excuse that you have been speaking that you have been calling that you have asked them to move forward father i I pray lord god that as you do that they will yield because you will send a song. You will send a person. You will, Lord God, meet the need. But Father God, you, as we said, you can lay out the t- the food on the table, but you can't force them to eat it. So Father God, I pray, Lord God, they would choose to eat. They would choose to deal with whatever it is that's been holding them back. They would deal with backbiting and gossiping they will deal with that they will deal with Lord God the lion, Lord God they could deal with Lord God the traumas the hurts Lord God family issues Father God they will deal with it because you they realize how much you love them they realize that without you they can't make it Father that you are the answer you are the answer to our every problem Lord God, as I pray for the people, I, I just ask you, Lord God, to give them no rest. Give them no peace until they surrender. Until they surrender to you. Not to their pains, not to their aches, not to their habits, not to their behaviors, but surrender to you. And Father God, I pray a prayer for our pastor who has been faithful, diligent, Father God, studying your word, that something can get through. Something, Lord God, to give your people. Because he loves you and he loves your people. Father God, so we just ask you to cover him. Father God, all the garbage that people tried to dump on him. I pray that you cover him from every evil and wicked spirit. I plead the blood of Jesus over him, Lord God, the blood of Jesus over him, that you would keep him, Lord God, that you would keep his mind on you. Father God, that he will not be like Moses and hit the rock, but Father God, he will run to the hiding place. Father God, to the hiding place, Lord God, that you can, under the shadows of the Almighty, he will hide there and you will keep him safe. Father God, give him new oil, new strength, new wind. Blow on him afresh. Father God, that he can rise up and soar higher than he ever has before. Father God, we thank you for him. And we just ask you to bless him. Father God, we just ask you, Lord God, for every person that's in this under the sound of my voice, we have an ear to hear. In Jesus' name, amen.